coming up on this episode of Up for Debate. From the people who brought you ottomans full of blood, the Tacoma Grits and Creepy Handbag commercials, comes a new creative challenge. We're going to make our own game. That's right. What kind of game will it be? How will you play it? What will it be called? We don't even know. That's why you got to stick around, because we're going to have fun finding out next on Up for Debate. This is Up for Debate, episode number 63, recorded October 20th, 2016. We make a game! Hello everybody, welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, uh, the show that doesn't have a topic um, on purpose. I'm Sean Jenks, joined as always by our chief creative officer, uh, the, the man with the imagination, Mr. Matt Mariani. What's going on, Mr. Sean? Oh, Are we ready? I don't know, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, anything that we do on this show ever? Well, you know, okay, when we're talking about sandwiches, that's kind of hard to screw up. Let's let's get real here. That's These, true. I would say, I'm going to put my opinion, I'm going to say we're one and two on creative challenges. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because I, I, th- I think really, we really did a good job with our, our minor league baseball. Yeah, that was great. Go Grits. Although I still think spaghetti night is a terrible idea. <laughs> I'll spaghetti night. I stand by that. That's a great idea. I just had spaghetti for dinner. Terrible idea. It's it's a great idea for a minor league uh, game. What are you talking about? Spaghetti night. But um, I think our commercials were were. Deal with spaghetti night. Was it everybody could? Everybody has their own bowl of pasta, and they have to whoever finishes it first. Yeah, it was Did something around the field or something. It, it was whatever it was. It was a very. I think it was like everyone at the gate got a bowl of pasta oh, or something. No, no. What was it? They had to. Each one got their own bowl of pasta, and they had they had to eat it like a full bowl of pasta, sauce and all, and they had to eat it without their without their use of their hands. So they had to just shove their head in and just eat the bowl of pasta. Uh, and then I, I would like to add, after that, I, I should have. Meant uh, if, if I didn't say it, I'm not sure. They should have had to run around the entire the entirety of the of the outfield um, several times. And if they don't puke, then they get a prize. Yeah, that remains a terrible idea. I'm sorry <laughs> to tell you. I don't mean to break your heart, but that is that's okay. not a winner. I, at least we still have the grits. But go grits. Go. What was it? Gertie the grit. What was it? Gretchen the grit. The, Gertrude. Was it Gertrude the grit? Gretchen. Gretchen the Grit. Maybe it was Gretchen. Go Grits. The, the Tacoma Grits. The Tacoma Grits. The Tacoma Grits. But we have redemption for all of our past misdeeds because tonight, Matt, we are going to create our own game. That's right. From scratch. Yeah. Never done. The the Up for Debate home game. That's right. Our our losing contestants tonight get a box of rice roni and a copy of our home game. Um, and Matt, I've I've come up with three... Three questions, essentially, we have to answer to create a game. Before we get to that, I want to do a few quick notes. We are live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash TV. We appreciate everyone who checks us out live Thursday nights at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central uh, at that location. Uh, I'll be watching the comments all night, so if you have a thought on what we're coming up with, you have a suggestion, you think we're going down the wrong path, all you got to do is comment on the video on Facebook. We will see it. And... uh, and, and we might use your feedback on the show. Um, Crowdsourcing is a great way to get this game done. I, I mean, clearly we can't do it. So I crowdsource it. That's how you wind up with um, like Gaming McGameface or something. That would be the name of it. Oh, boy, that's scary. Um, yeah. So here we go. I think we need to figure out a couple things. One, what kind of game is it? Right? Are we talking... Well, essentially, the format of the game is it a is it a card game? Is it a board game? Is it a video game? Is it a is it a mobile game? Is it a uh? A, a, I mean, we can really do any kind of game. Then I think we got to figure out the. Let's, yeah, let's start with that. Okay. Um, I Very think, good. and you can agree or disagree. Well, we can talk pros and cons of a couple different ones. Sure. We roll on. Excuse me. <laughs> we roll too close. On. Too close. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. How about we actually, we can save this in case we get stuck. All right. But at any point we get stuck tonight, we'll leave it to fate on any issue. We will consult the almighty dice, the almighty dice. Um, so let's talk, let's talk, uh, game format. All right. Which, which, um, 
What, did you have any in mind? Well, you know, I would I would start by saying this, right? Do we want this game? Are we going for a game that is? Are we going for quality or quantity? Do we want a game? What is our motivation? Do we want a game that's going to sell a lot of copies, or do we want to make the best game ever? Um, the best game ever. Okay. Because if we were going for what's... Because popular right now is card games. Cards Against Humanity being a prime example. Card games are very, very hot right now. I would argue board games are not. I would say mobile games are also pretty Mobile pretty games hot. are very hot. And high-end tabletop games are hot. Your Settlers of Catan kind of. I mean, not we're not talking Monopoly here. We're talking more high-end strategy, long-play board games. That's what's hot. If we want to make the best game ever, then I would say we should take an existing long-term medium like a board game or more classic card games and then we reinvent it and we and we and we create something new i mean there's a lot of innovation happening in the new style card games in mobile games um we we can take a more creative challenge by trying to reinvent something i think a board game would probably be very difficult to reinvent because you're very limited by a board so i don't i don't know which direction you think is better to go in i want to make a really cool um, game that will be with people forever, and they'll never forget about it. It'll be right up there with like, with like Monopoly and Mario, and that's a very tall uh, order. Yeah, it's gonna like the best game ever. You are so setting us up for failure. Let's 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 start small, okay, and we'll, we'll work our way up. That's okay? fine. So let's let's pick a format. I think we should roll on it. Okay, I, I've got no problems with that. So let's so let's break let's, this down. Let's just so go ahead with the almighty dice. So one will be card game. Two will be board game. Three will be what we'll say tabletop strategy. Four will be mobile game. So like an app. Five will be a traditional video game. And six will be... Um... Do over. <laughs> All right, do over, because there's no five-sided die. Okay. All right, you ready, Matt? About as ready as I'll ever be. All right. R roll away. Okay, do we want to consult the dice cam? Oh, yes. I, um, oh, the dice cam isn't set up on this show, actually. Uh, For technical okay. reasons, we can't. So We'll just go ahead and... Uh, we'll trust you. Oh, God, no, now I'm getting nauseous. Oh, boy. <laughs> Our very own dice cam 3000. It is a... Where'd it go? We, we can't see. It's, it's a three. three. It's a three. It's a three. It's a three. Good. It's a three. Oh my god! I gotta. I'm motion sick. A three table so tabletop strategy oh. game. How fitting! A tabletop strategy. As D and D like experts, we would know a thing or two about that. All right. Very good. Um. All right. So we've got our format. It's yep. a tabletop strategy. It game. It is a tabletop strategy game. Absolutely. It's got to be involved which is makes more work for us but that's okay i think you can go two ways with the tabletop strategy game you can go either the DD pathfinder route where it's kind of like an rpg played out through a, a tabletop game um or it's like your like you said before your long form kind of strategy game build up like, kind of yeah. Uh, like uh, your risk or your diplomacy. I yep. guess diplomacy would be the and Axis and Allies, games like that. Um, which one Which one would you rather uh, well, proceed with? I would roll my two-sided die, but I seem to have lost it in, uh, in this dimension. Um, I would... Uh, I would say I'm a little more interested in the latter the um build over time kind of game rather than the 
sort of narrative style game. Okay. All right, let's do that then. Strategy game. A strategy game. A stratego, as some might call it. Uh, stratego, probably the easiest of strategy games. Yeah, stratego is pretty easy. It's like Risk for Dummies, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, uh, yet I still suck at it. I know there are strategies to it, for sure, but it's, I don't know, it never really did it for me. It's it's too, it was too quick of a game. Yeah, it was, it was definitely like, not fun. No, I didn't know, it, it wasn't that fun. I, I would rather just play the Risk. Um, no, but I know Stratego is ideal for like two people. I'd rather play chess, I should say. Uh, yes, if you're going chess. for a two-person strategy game, you don't get better than chess. Problem yeah. with Risk is, and I stand by this to this day, Risk has too many pieces. It is not a fun game to physically play. I think it's pretty fun. I played it on iPad. It's fantastic on iPad. Yeah. Because the worst part is having to deal, pushing, who thought it was a good idea to push physical soldiers around a fake map? Well, I guess it's a real map, but it's a, you know. I, anyway. Oh, it's pretty fake. Have you seen how big Ukraine is on this map? <laughs> That's true. Um, God, we got to play Risk sometime. Okay. Risk is great. So now that we know what kind of game we're playing, the next step would be, and we I, I don't know what you want to do first, but really the two big remaining things are A, the theme, right. and B, the mechanics. Okay. And I don't know which makes sense to do first. Should the theme inform the mechanics, or should the mechanics inform the theme? Let's try and figure out the mechanics first. Okay. And then and then see if we can move into the theme. Okay. Because one might inform the other, like you said, but... Yeah, we'll play it loose I think, and... I think it'd be easier to, to hammer out the theme... So I think if we if we figure the mechanics out, the theme will come easy. The theme will come easy. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes perfect sense to me. So the mechanics of the game. When you open the box to our game, what is in it? A uh, game board. Okay, a board. That's good. It's made out of wood. It's oh, probably this is about, high end. It's about four to six inches thick. <laughs> It's like more like a, it's a pretty solid board. Do you know how, four to six inches? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's thick. It's oh. a thick board. Kind of like a, like a pizza box. I'll keep writing this down. Okay, <laughs> so a four to six inch wood board. Okay. The length of this board is probably about, it's going to be all, all, on top of itself, but it would probably be, um, we'll go with three feet across. Oh my. Three feet long, three feet long. <laughs> Matt, you're describing like a pool table. <laughs> this is utterly massive. All right. Let me, all right. Just for reference sake, because I'm afraid we're off topic here. Um, okay. I Have Google, we got Facebook group? How big is a Monopoly board? A Monopoly game um, measures um, two feet by two feet. Yeah. A, a, little sh a little bit shy of that. Okay. So this board itself is about, you know, three times the size of a Monopoly board. Well, three times the size would be well three three times the area, the surface no, area. The length, just the length. Well, three times the length would be six feet. Yeah, is that what I said? Six, well, six feet. No, you. Yeah, but six, three. Oh my God! All right, so <laughs> we're gonna keep rolling here. Six feet long. I'm six feet long. <laughs> um, and then how wide? Uh, probably only like a foot wide. Oh, so a very narrow, very long board. Okay. This is getting That's interesting. Kind of sure. All right. Made of wood. Solid wood. And there are... There are about... Ten of these little circular wooden circles, okay, at the end of this board. 
All right, they look they look very much like this, but they're stacked up vertically. Okay, all ten are stacked and vertically. We, yep, in in what we would say maybe like a triangle formation. Okay, and what you do, the object of the game, you take your die, you take your twenty sided die, and you just you just kind of throw them across the board, and you have to try to knock these wooden. Um, pins, I mean, things down. What do you think about that idea? Nah, I look, you're a good guy. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to knock that. But, you know, A, you invented shuffleboard. B, <laughs> I was thinking of that's that's not a tabletop strategy game. It's a strategy because the other person has to decide how to align the pins. I don't think we're on the same page by what I mean by a strategy game. And they have to put obstacles in the way like this, like this zip drive. How many of those beers have you had? It's like mini golf mixed with bowling mixed with backgammon. That's kind of what I'm trying to describe. All right. Can, Can I expand on this idea a little bit if you don't mind? Absolutely. All right. We'll keep the horribly impractical, probably quite heavy, solid wood, six foot long by one foot board. Okay. Mm. And the goal of the game, similar to what you said, is to get from one end of the board to the other. Okay. And along the board, there will be things that you have to do and accomplish, which we'll figure out in a second. And by doing those things, as you accomplish them, you acquire those discs, those wood discs you described. And when you get to the end of the board, there is some sort of final, not challenge or competition, but there's some, at the end, you have to play with those discs, not necessarily in the manner you described, but along those lines. And the, and the winner is the person who gets to the end and survives the final challenge with the most discs. Okay. So basically you described like the game of life. Okay. First of all, they built every game that's ever going to be built. So that, but you're right. I kind of did describe now, life. But it gave me a great idea. Okay. Is that good. We're brainstorming. What if, what if you took the game of life and added some kind of strategy element to it? Oh, where you could like hurt the other person. Yeah. Now, the game of life kind of used to have this. The original version, okay, had like, um, they had these cards, okay, and your cards could be, you could use them whenever you wanted, but they were like, if another player has to pay, like say, player A has to play has to pay player B a certain sum of money. Player C could play his card and say, now player A has to actually give me the sum of money instead of player B. Or conversely, if player A was going to charge player B um, like payment because he landed on his space or whatever, player C can jump in and like collect that money in his place. Or there's also like a, I don't have to pay you card. Like I get out of paying you. Um, they did away with that and made the game for babies in, like, the 90s. Yeah, but, life is pretty much the easiest board game you can play. Yeah, but it actually used to have some some merit and some strategy to it and some weight. And there were there were spaces you could step on that would just ruin your entire life. There was, like, a tornado space. Well, there was, like, a drug addiction space. They didn't have a drug addiction space, but and they should have had one. Well, Things this that is... Would just, uh... This is very common to a lot of tabletop strategy games where, you know, a lot of them may be based around, you know, that kind of Middle Ages theme where you have to build a farm and you have to get crops and you acquire land and you very civilization civ style. Um, By the way, people want to go back. Episode 32 of this program, we talk about life and many other board games on episode 32, a little self-plugging. I think that's an interesting idea. I like this idea of... Well, I don't know. Do we want to encourage people to backstab each other, or is that just a byproduct of success? Is this like a game where you're like, you win by screwing over your opponent, or is this a game where you win by avoiding getting screwed over? Um, I think the first one. 
You so you want to encourage it's it's race to the bottom is what we're encouraging here. Yeah. And you have to Very, travel. As a matter of fact, there's your title right there. There's your race title. to the bottom. Race I will the write that down. Um, okay. So that's good. We're, I feel like we're getting somewhere. So, okay. So you're, you're playing. How many players can play this game? Up to 13 players. Okay. <laughs> you just made that up. I guess that's what we're doing, but okay, up to that. Up to 13 players. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. pencil that in. What, two to 13 one players? One banker. What? <laughs> one banker, okay. The I banker hope, gets a, I hope a whatever... special visor that they have to wear the entire game. Banker with visor, all right. I really hope whatever theme we end up picking needs a banker. Because otherwise a person's not going to have anything to do. Um, okay. We'll find something for him to do. So I guess then we're starting to veer into theme territory because now the next question is how do they get from one end of that board to the other while screwing each other over? What's the, what's the theme? Why are they doing this? What's the story, I suppose? And then I guess the story will inform, are there spaces? Are there cards? Are there pawns? Do you collect things? Do you lose things? Is there money? As much inspiration as we can from Candyland. Okay. Candyland. You you froze up for a second there. I'll give Skype a minute to catch up. If you really look at the subtext, we're back. Okay. I think we're back. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. The Um, you, you said the subtext of Candyland. There's a there's really a story. If if you really look at Candyland, there's like a story going on. Like you're traveling through this land to get I don't know where you want you possibly want to get to because it, it's it's Candy, but Well you want to get to the um, castle at the end, right? With the, with King Candy. King Candy's castle, exactly. Um why are you going to King Candy's castle? What is what is in King Candy's castle? That you can't get anywhere else. This is Candyland. This is Candyland. So whatever is in that castle has to be something of the utmost importance. Agreed. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Is is whatever is in that castle is something that's that's very very sought after, very very much um, needed. Mm-hmm. What can we what can we do to make our game like Candyland? So, you know, one thing, okay, so you want to take inspiration from Candyland. One piece of ins- inspiration I'm thinking of is the Oregon Trail, which I think is interesting because similar to what we've discussed, each person starts that game with a role. One of them is a banker, one of them might be a doctor or a blacksmith. Yes. It's a, it's a journey in which there are challenges, the opportunity for success and failure. And there is a natural conclusion when you reach your destination. And usually, not all the players reach that destination. Mm. So I'm interested by that theory as well. That this is a game where each player starts at a different place than each other. Not like radically different, but each has different advantages and disadvantages. I like that element. And I agree with you that whatever the destination is has to be... um, very valuable in whatever story we craft. But I'm I'm intrigued by this idea that not all players finish because there aren't many board games where not all players finish. Now some finish behind. But almost every you know I'm 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 curious about a game where halfway through you can lose. Yeah. Um that's that is an interesting concept. Um it's like a permadeath, right? Where you just kind of like it, it, or, the game is over, or the alternate again. a twist on that would be then the players that lose again taking inspiration from zombies, right? Is the players that lose turn evil or become the the, the bad guys in the story um, of the game, and and it's their job to disadvantage the other players. That's an option too. Yeah, that's definitely an option. Um, I kind of like that idea. That everyone uh, starts on the same side, but eventually they don't all end on the same side? 
That, yeah, I, I, I think that's a pretty cool twist. That's very original. Reminds me of that game Sharks and Minnows. I, I've never heard of that. It's a camp game. I didn't go to camp. I didn't have any friends as a kid. <laughs> the Minnows have to run from one side of the gym or the field to the other. Um, and the sharks are running around catching them. And every time a shark catches the minnow, you know, you got another shark there. Or you got a, um, it's like a piece of kelp or something or an octopus that tries to grab the the minnows. Yeah, I like okay. that idea. Okay. So now we need... Okay, we can stick. We can continue to talk about mechanics, or we can switch to theme. If we're talking mechanics still, then the st- then the question is going to be: What will they do along the game itself? How will they progress? Let's, let's switch gears. Okay. Oh, let's switch gears. Let's go to the theme. Let's go to theme. Okay, let's go to the theme. You got it. It's hard because most of the themes have been done. So yeah. we've got to think of an original narrative. That will play well as a game where, based on what we've already discussed, can accommodate 2 to 13 players. A game where each character, each one of those 13 up to 13 characters has their own distinct uh, either personalities or advantages or disadvantages or something along those lines. Those players all have to start with a common goal. But -hmm. in the end, not all of them will end with the common goal. And at the end, there needs to be a singular whether you say prize or, or objective in which all the players are trying to reach except for the ones who have turned and are in fact trying to stop the others. So what story, what setting would, would, would accommodate those needs we've already developed? Um, the Arctic. Arctic <laughs> Expedition. <laughs> there are no obstacles in the Arctic. It's no just cold and empty. There's so many obstacles. The cold weather, the avalanches, yetis. All right, Matt, name me 13 types of people that would be up in the Arctic. Science researcher. One. Penguin. Hunter. Explorer. I'd give you explorer. explorer. Fur trader. <laughs> Pilot of a crash. Pilot, yeah. Um, a camera crew filming one of those terrible Alaska reality shows. Yeah. Um, scuba diver. Scuba diver. The um, the creature from the abyss. I mean, I I just I don't. Igloo I, man, uh, Eskimo. <laughs> were you about to say igloo man? <laughs> I'm pretty. No. I don't. I don't. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's not offensive, but <laughs> I am questioning. Go back, you, back to your igloo. igloo you're man. just an igloo man. There'll never <laughs> be anything more. Um, um, uh, anthropomorphic snowman. <laughs> brought alive by a magical top hat. <laughs> Wishes of children everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is... So really, this is you're, what you're describing is, is the winter all-stars. It's a very, this is a very, you get a very Christmassy type feel to it. But I don't know how you become, who's the bad guy in a story like that? How about, the game is about explorers. It's all about explorers. And they're each explorers that are good at exploring a different environment. Oh, so I see, I see a little hint of clue here, right? Where you've got yeah. very distinct characters, each with a with an easy to identify theme. Yes. So there's the explorer of the Amazon. There's the explorer of the deserts. There's the explorer of the oceans. There's the maybe a space explorer. I don't know. We'd have to fill thirteen of these, but um. Okay. My objective. I, I want to make the world's longest board game, and I don't mean the longest in terms of time. I mean it in terms of length. Okay. You you want the the board to be the long you want the, the physical board needs to be the longest board. Well that requires quite a a long story. Well not really. You just compress everything you would fit on the out the perimeter of the outside, just make it longer. Thinner. Uh-huh. No okay. 
Um, I, I think Explorers is a fine theme. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the theme a lot. And if we're gonna, I think I think the obvious story that comes out of this is that they're all trying to discover something a singular item Indiana Jones style. You know, where it's whatever mystical or valuable item we can make up. Um, and this maybe they were all friends in the Explorers Society or something like that. Um, and they all hear the tale of this mysterious artifact that's been lost to the sands of time and the characters have the option to work together or to not work together. But at some point, um, as we've described along the way, um, bad things happen to some of the characters and they end up turning against the others, I guess. I don't know. We'd have to talk more about that. Sure. But, but sure. And, then, and then at the end of the board is the item, the artifact, whatever it is. Yeah. Does that sound about yeah. right? That sounds great. It sounds great. I think we got something here. Okay. But we add. We have to add the strategy. Right. Okay. So let me let me make a note. What we have so far. So we've got. So the theme is explorers. And we've got. And there, as if we're staying with, um, they're they're in some sort of group. So so they know each other at the beginning, right? They have the option to work together. Yep. Because that's yep. I think where the strategy element's going to start to come in. Is do you. You know, we'd have to create game elements that, you know, only tell one player you have the option to tell other players or, you know, so they don't all know. Maybe we can do it like a murder mystery party where only some players get clues, but others don't at the outset of the game and they have the option to share or not. Yeah, let's have let's have periodic breaks throughout the game, similar to diplomacy, where the players can actually get up and talk about the game instead of, you know, Doing having to do anything requiring them to play it. Sure. Kind of like a meta thing. Now, one thing I'm just going to, I just want to, in the back of our heads, I just want to think, what's the replayability of this game? Because we can craft a really fantastic story with twists and turns and mysteries and clues, but what happens when you play it once? Right. And then you know the whole story. Maybe the story should be made by one of the players. Ooh. There's a lot of room for error. I mean, I think what you can do is, and that's, this is what most games do, especially ones that have stories, is that the key themes stay the same, right? Explores, the, even the artifact can stay the same, or that can switch around. But the narrative told, you have things like cards and like a dice and things that create variations in each time you play it. And that's why I kind of like the idea um, – Clue, again, is very much like this where it's it's the the uh, mechanics are the same where you're always guessing, is it a weapon, is it the place, is it the person? Uh, but it changes every time because you're switching the cards in and out, right? So perhaps we could – hmm. Yeah, because in that case, then we're going to be limited in how much we can. Um, yeah, we're going to be limited in how much we can create variation, um, in in the, like giving clues at the uh, outset of the game. I don't know if you can create good variation and make have the story make sense. Yeah. Hmm. See, this is the hard part. The mechanics are the hard part. But let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, so why don't we back it up here for a second? How do the characters progress? But let's yeah. not worry about the outset. The outset at the moment. How do they progress? How do they move forward in the game? What is the mechanic that drives progress? I would say. They Ooh. progress. Yes. Because I had an idea, but I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Yeah, go with your idea. I uh, like this know. idea of they have to solve puzzles. What the, kind of puzzles? Very explory, very kind of exotic. I don't know. That's the problem. And there would have to be... Puzzles? Enough puzzle. I don't think it would constantly be puzzles. I think they could move along the board with dice or other mechanics. 
but at certain stop points, and this is by the way where we can kill off people. Yeah. Is um when it comes down to solving the puzzles. Okay. Um the difficulty will be how do you create puzzles that vary each time you play the game? Um right. I guess we're just making more work for ourselves, but I think that could be an interesting... There aren't a lot of games, to my knowledge, that have that mechanics where you have several puzzles throughout maybe... Well, we've got six feet of board, so maybe yeah. a, a, a puzzle every foot, so well, six puzzles. Maybe some of, the puzzles, some of the puzzles require you to use some outside information, kind of similar to, like, Trivial Pursuit. Sure, absolutely. Well, that's... Uh, I, I think each puzzle should be different. That's what I like. Yeah. Test totally. a range of skills. So just quickly, so I like your idea. So one could be, I'll loosely say trivia. Yeah. But it could well, be. Well, not even trivia. I mean, like, say the puzzle has the explorer go into a room, and in the room you have, like, baking soda and you have um, vinegar, all right? And there's some type of, you have a limited time to figure out that vinegar and baking soda make an explosion or make, like, a a bubbling volcano, all right? I'm just giving you a very loose example. Yeah, it's very loose because I don't understand where you're going. With... I mean that the, the player has to use that outside information. They have to know that mixing these two chemicals together will form that reaction. Oh, so so you're... Accomplish a certain goal. So you're describing Whatever. a situational puzzle of sorts well, where... Yeah, some you, of them. You know, you... Magai, yeah. even... I mean, this Maguire, is maybe a little narrow. Yeah, it's you. your character finds you themselves... Outside. In this room with these items, and you have five minutes to escape, or yeah, um, okay, I like that. Like that. Um, another like is then it rewards players for knowing things, which is always great. Um, or maybe there's something written, you know, on the wall in Japanese, and it rewards the players that know Japanese. All right, I'm going to write word puzzle because I think there's some variations you can do on that. And the good thing about those is you can put a lot of them on cards in a box. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't take a lot of... I think there should be a creativity challenge. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and to be honest, I like this idea of some of the challenges should force you to work individually, but some should force you to work together. Yeah. Again, we want, we want to keep that strategy element going of how much do you cooperate and how much don't you. And yeah, I think a, a some of those, yeah, and some I think, of those should emphasize um, uh, teamwork. And I think a creative uh, challenge, kind of like Cranium in a way. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be that childish, obviously, but some sort of um, you have to make up a riddle or something. I don't. We're not going to get that detailed, but I like the idea of a creative challenge. Um, what else? I like the I like the idea of where. Like, it might seem like it'll be the easier path to take to screw over your teammate, but then you, you actually, like, turns out you need them later on. And if you screw them over early and they're either dead or they're not on your side come later in the game, you know. So so it sounds to me like what you're describing is a little bit like a, um, it's almost like a, a, what is it, community chest kind of um, a, a, a third dimension game mechanic where you're um, at certain points in the game, you have to, to draw in elements that affect the game in unpredictable ways. Yeah. Um, okay. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, we'll have to come up with it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So, so the players at the offset will each have will get to choose a character and we'll have a, a stock list of characters. One of them will be a banker, as you insisted, with a visor. It will come with a visor in the box. And we will they will move along the board. Uh, because We've got to make sure that, no, I guess they can roll dice and move along the board. Yeah, I can see that. And then depending on where they land, they'll have different spaces. Some will be these, 
I see the puzzles very similar to um, in life, how you have kind of like you're required to stop and get married and stop and buy a house. You, regardless of what you roll, you have to stop there. Mm-hmm. I think the puzzles should be part of that. But other spaces could be, as you described, those sort of um, curveball cards that complicate yeah. the game, and those happen at random points. Um, I don't know if there are any other spaces. Um, spaces so, are interesting. Yeah, because we could, I mean, there are a lot of different ways you can do it, right? You can just do a straight up every third space is a random card. You do somewhere there are advantage spaces and disadvantage spaces, right? Where you get good things and bad things that happen. You can do, um, different types of spaces. So we could do one where if we want to keep the, um, cooperation, discooperation element going, there can be a card that's like secrets. And when you land on that, only the player who lands on the space gets to know what's on the card they've drawn. Yeah. For example, um, I'm just pitching out ideas here. Does any of that sound? There could be a space where you have to play um, like a game with another person, like a one-on-one game, Ooh. like almost like a game within a game. Mario Party style. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Mar- We could even do that at the end of every turn. Something crazy should happen at the end of every turn. Oh, like boy. Meaning, meaning the end of after like every 13 people have gone, like or, the, or however many people are playing. Like a quick time event that's boiled down to like a simple dice roll, and it and it, it like can it can totally like just like impact the consequence of the game. Like, oh, a boulder is rolling down your path, and you have to roll the dice really quick. And if you get, you know, between ten and twenty, you're good. But if you get between one and ten, the boulder has crushed you, and you're gone. So I'm I'm split on this, and here's why. The pro is I do like the element of surprise, and I think it should follow almost a, a D&D-style saving throw sort of el- sort of a metric, right? But on the other hand, it creates a, a massive amount of instability, Yeah, that's I the think, idea. in the game. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, because it, then it's... You want a game that is on some level predictable, because you don't want people to get pissed off and yeah. they never win, and it's always confusing. You know what I mean? All right. Then how about not nothing as dramatic as it destroy it kills them in the in it does but, some sets them back a few paces or it, something. I like the idea of mm-hmm. a after everyone is gone, something happens. So I think that's a good idea. I like the idea yeah. that it it should involve a dice roll. So I think what needs to happen is potentially at the end of each round, we'll say, the... Oh, okay, how about this? At the end of each round, the character in last place gets some kind of bonus opportunity based on the roll of the dice... I like that, like a blue, almost like a blue shell moment. Yes, and then based on how they perform, they get some kind of advantage, and there can be, you know, different ones that, you know, they can, again, draw a card, or, you know, it can be a rotating set of them, but maybe they get to switch places with somebody who's up ahead, or they get to just automatically advance to the next puzzle, or um, there, there can be certain, maybe that can be based on the dice roll. Like, the lower you roll, the less of an advantage it is. So if you roll a 1 to 5, nothing happens. If you roll a 5 to a 10, you get to move up 10 spaces. 10 to 15 is you get to swap with anyone you want. And then 15 to 20 is you automatically advance to the next stop point. Or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, or you switch switch places with another player or yeah. something like that. Something crazy. Yeah, you get some kind of advantage. Okay. Um. And making a game is hard work. Oh, it's it's insanely hard. And we, to be honest, that dice roll at the beginning of this screwed us over because a card game we could have been 
done by now. We, yeah. we literally picked the hardest one. We absolutely did. Do you want to go to? Do you want to make it a card game now? <laughs> switch. I think. Here's what I think we should do. What if, should we do? If we do that, I think we should hit the reset button and go hit in a completely reset. different direction. This is what we okay. did. We did commercials. If you remember correctly, we spent the first two thirds of the show talking about handbag commercials. And then the last third, we did something completely different. And I thought it was fun yeah. to mix it up. No, didn't didn't we stick with the handbag? No, we ended up doing wasn't it like a dog food commercial. It was totally different, and it was really cheesy. Yes. Yeah. And, and it had a totally different up. tone. Um, no, but we made we actually we did the the whole handbag. Thing. Oh, we and did something about. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So we could absolutely right. uh, Matt, I think we have a very legitimate game here. Is it 100% thought out? No, I didn't think we would end with it being 100% thought out, but you know, I, I would play this what game. A, you you would play it? I would I mean, uh, to be completely honest, I think a 6 foot long solid wood board is probably the biggest deterrent. It's just <laughs> it's frankly impractical. But the yeah. mechanics of the game, I like the idea of the explorers. I like the idea of balancing teamwork versus individual needs. I like the idea of having to do uh, puzzles. I like the idea of sometimes being on the same team, and if you can lose partway through, yeah, that not everybody finishes. And that goes to the explorers theme, where explorers, you know, literally die. So I think that's a very legitimate game. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty happy we with should it. Feel proud. I, just, I think it's... Uh... It's not fully fleshed out, like you said. No, play it. I think it'd be a fun game to play. Absolutely, and we, like I said, we weren't going to flesh it out anyway. Do we have a Do we have a name for this game? We had race to the bottom, but I race don't know. Race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. We, get, we should still stick to it. Race, race to, to the, the bottom. bottom. Fun for kids of all ages. All right, card game. We can have every all the explorers, all the pieces are shaped like butts. And all right, no, no, end of that six foot long also just a giant wooden butt we're done how many again how many of those beers have you had <laughs> race oh, one too many to the bottom i'm making a pun i noticed and it was very disturbing i don't think target <laughs> will stock us on their shelves okay all right probably not this is true so all right card game time card game so here's what i like about card i was because i was thinking about this before we started, um, card games, I think, is, is one of the easier ones, so I kind of already had some thoughts going. What I like about card games are the following, and you can tell me if you don't like these, and that's okay. I like card games where you have to create uh, sets or patterns. I think a little bit to, like, poker or to... Okay. Yep, exactly. And I like games with wagers. I like games where there's there's betting or there's there's some kind of points wagering. Again, like a bit like poker. Um, and I feel not enough card games have that element. I think that's a little more unique in card games. Yeah. I don't know what you think. Um, yeah, I like I like the fast paced card games where like a fast-paced rummy sure. or like a fast-paced spoons. Um, but on the other hand, if it's going to be like a slow-paced game, what I really hate more than anything else is like BS because I don't really think it's a card game. You know, I don't think there's any like strategy to sure. it. It's just how good can you lie, basically. So, okay, so if I'm taking what you said and what I said and smashing it together because I think that's very doable – the idea of speed, I like the idea of teams or pairs. And I like, so, all right, so again, I'm starting to get ideas here in my brain, which doesn't happen often. And so, a game where you're on a, you're in, everyone's in pairs, and there are rounds. And we can do a wager element or not, I think I can live with or without it, but you do that per round, if you did. And so you mm. wager your on your performance per round. And in each round, there's a speed element with playing the cards. So they're fast rounds, and you can play many rounds. You know, ten rounds. I mean, whatever, you can pick a number, and whoever has the most whatever at the end wins. But um, 
I like that idea. I think that's a that's a neat group game. Yeah. The, the question is again, what's the card mechanic? What it, what is on the cards? What makes you play them fast? Why are you playing them fast? Because there's gonna be there's gonna be so much dead air on this episode. I think we're setting a new record, but we're thinking, and that's what it's a good thing. Because if you don't, then you lose all your cards. Okay, so the point of the game is to collect cards. Yes. Rather than, I, I feel like most of the those fast-paced games have you trying to ditch as many cards as you can. So maybe we make the one where you have to collect cards as fast as you can. Okay, I like it. I like it. Why are you collecting? Um, what? Um, like you said, you're trying to get a match. You're trying to get a set. And the set is based on a dice roll. Okay. Yeah. Hear me out. I I will hear you out. You roll your typical six-sided die. And those correspond to um, the, the face cards. Okay. Oh, all right. How many face cards do we have? There are a lot. There are a lot more than I thought. Well, we can Four. put anything we want on the cards, Matt. It doesn't have to be a standard deck. Oh, this is okay. This is just a card game. Oh, absolutely. We can. We can. Oh, I'm, see, I'm. I'm thinking standard deck. Oh, I mean, we could do a standard deck. I'm just saying it's. What if the cards traded? Um. You can put whatever you want on the card. <laughs> so you can put whatever you want on the card. Like, literally write whatever you want on the blank card. Wow. Oh, my God. It took us 52 minutes to get through this breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We suck so hard. You can put whatever you want. Anything on you want, card. Matt. Anything, Anything you no. want. That's what I'm saying. You can put anything you want on the card. It's essentially a small piece of paper. Yes. A blank you can put canvas. Anything, you want on. anything. Yeah. Anything. That's it. And then you battle them with each other. So okay, all right. So if okay, so let's. I like this. I like this. Let's throw out everything we described previously. I like the battle element. Okay. This is interesting. Before the game, let's bring in a, a D&D style element, right? Yeah. Before, and I like the idea of dice. Before the game, you create with your your partner or your team, you create your own cards with skills, abilities, some kind of scoring system. Yeah. That I, I guess I'm ripping a little off from Pokemon or, or Magic the Gathering, but... Um, and then you compete against the other pair or team. Right. To, we're really just describing Magic the Gathering. Yeah, but no, but you make your own cards. Okay, so it's create your own but, Magic the but, Gathering. But, but there's a rule, okay? There's rules that each team has to follow. Yeah. For example, like your cards, your, the characters on your cards have to all be... Oh... Like a, uh, it, it's a creative challenge. Gotcha. Characters yes. Scattergory style. You, you kind of just. I mean, yeah. Scattergory style. You have to feature a weakness on your card. Maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the cards have to have, because the teams have to be able to match whatever skills right. and abilities. So those are the, at minimum, you have to have those, but I like this idea of forcing some kind of theme or commonality between your, the, the cards on your team. So it could be that, they all are cartoon characters or they all have a weird ability or they all, you know, and those are random and you don't know what they are. It's creative challenge. Right. It's a thought 
It's a thought experiment. But then again, the, but then that doesn't really, that, uh, unless it affects the skills and abilities, it's merely for fun. It doesn't actually impact the play of the game. Um, yeah, that was the part that I was, I was struggling to come up with. Okay. But that, no, but that's okay. Um, I have a suggestion. Okay. I think we call it a night. (laughs) What do you, what do you say? We are on a bullet train to nowhere. Bullet train to nowhere. We can name the card game that. <laughs> full of tra- full of <laughs> can we please just ship people a box full of blank white cards and claim it's a game? <laughs> have to make it. Be like, no rules. You make up your own rules. You make up your own cards. I don't know why I thought this was going to be easy or fun. Uh, you know, it sounded it like a good idea. Fun, but to be honest, I still think this went better than the story writing challenge. I think it did. I think it did. It, it took a lot less, there were a lot less weird twists and turns, but. But we also uh, actually ended up with a story at the end. We didn't really end up with a game at the end. No, we, we, no. This is one for the vault. You can put <laughs> you back this away in the vault. No one's going to ever see this one. Our right, lost guys, episode. We have a, uh, episode this week. Be like, guys, Just, why does it go from episode 62 to 64? No well, reason. You know, um. So no one, no one commented on Facebook to save us. To be no, like, nobody watched. But to be honest, most weeks nobody, nobody watches us live. I, I stream it, and occasionally we do. But I guess this week it was, it was quiet. I don't. Nobody was on Facebook this evening. We're probably uh, that's that's probably better. It's oh. better that. It's better that way. For sure. So here's Maybe. the deal. If yeah. how about how about we do this, Matt? Because I, I and I haven't told you this. I got a surprise. Oh God. I ordered up for debate stickers. We're going to have stickers. Stickers. So here's okay. the, so here's the deal. If cool. anybody out there managed to listen to the episode for this long and get to this point, send an email to upfordebatetv at gmail.com or tweet at upfordebatetv, and I will mail you a sticker pack, not only with Up For Debate stickers, but you will get... Don't panic stickers. You will get uh, Goldilocks Zone stickers. I think I still have some. Um, we don't have game night stickers yet, but maybe we will by the time I send this to you. So that is my commitment. If you stuck around long enough for an hour of our nonsense and confusion, <laughs> email or tweet, and I will personally send you some stickers. You deserve it. You've earned you're, easily. You, you've you're earned stick. the cost of whatever a stamp is these days for me to mail that to you. Totally. Well earned. Good, Matt. Well, you know what? Let's take this opportunity to tease our next episode. Yes. Do you have any ideas? Well, we're doing the movie draft next episode. Yes, we are. Oh, my goodness. Yes. We don't don't need any ideas because we're using an idea we've already done. Next week, you are going to want to tune in. Episode 64, and here is why. If you enjoyed our summer movie league that we did all summer long, I know I did, I know Matt did, I think we all did, we're getting the gang back together because we are doing a winter movie league. Movies starting now in October, and I believe the last movie ends all the way in March, so it runs all winter long. Uh, We're going to have a set of 30 movies. Uh, I will not be participating, so I can be permanently undefeated. And, um, which I think is important. And I think that, uh, we're going to have a great group. Uh, Matt, you'll be there. Colby and Dan are going to be there. I believe Mike is going to be back. Phil might be there. We're going to get a great roster of folks. We're going to recap the summer league and we're going to do a fresh draft, which is, I'm so looking forward to it. It's so much fun. Um, and Matt, you'll get a chance for redemption. Finally. Finally. You put in a valiant effort this summer, but I think the winter is really going to be your strong suit. We'll see. We'll see. I I love your enthusiasm. So join us next time. The website up for debate.tv, of course. Uh, All the episodes will be there, and you can click the subscribe button and get links to everywhere you can follow us uh, on most major podcasting uh, platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher Radio, of course, on SoundCloud as well. And you can follow us at up for debate TV on Facebook and, of course, on Twitter and Facebook.com slash up for debate TV, where we do the show live 
Thursday nights, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. Uh, but the best way is to follow us on Twitter because we tweet uh, when we go live or like the page, and you'll get notified when we go live. Matt, that is it for this week. We are going to cut it off before we sink to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, on behalf of Matt, this is Sean. Really appreciate you sticking around this long um, and listening to us, and we hope you'll come back uh, for more uh, exciting stuff here on Up for Debate.